What is a personal brand? For a time, I thought it was something as trivial as the number of followers you have on social media, or the number of people that know who you are, or the amount of attention that's on you at any given time. But the more I thought about it, the more I realised how wrong I was. A personal brand is simply you. It's how people perceive you, what they remember about you, the reputation that you've built. Your brand exists whether you want it to or not. It's built from the very first moment you interact with someone else, the very first impression they have of you, their experience of you. So what happens when your reputation is built around being a toxic individual, the villain of the story? What happens when the thing people remember the most about you is the unpleasant experience they have with you? Of all the people I wanted to make this video on, there was one person that stood out the most to me. An individual that I had personally seen do something incredible with their reputation. Tyler Steinkamp, otherwise known as Tyler1, is a well-known player of the popular online video game League of Legends, as well as a streamer on the live streaming platform Twitch.tv. When I was first introduced to him like many others at the time, I saw an individual who was well known for his toxic behaviour in a game. And then, things changed. Tyler One changed his entire brand and what he was known for. From a player that was disliked by the very company of the video game he played. Tyler One's not really that much of a personality though. I respect you. He's a nobody. As a person. Someone that vile. As a gamer, as a streamer. In his only marketable skill is being an asshole. To being featured at their biggest events in front of tens of thousands. To the desk. To owning a clothing brand, a protein supplement and other collectible items dedicated to his brand. To amassing millions of dollars in revenue throughout his career. Averaging almost 20,000 live concurrent viewers per stream, with a huge following on his YouTube and Twitch accounts, being well loved by the very community that had first wanted him gone. What some may see as a chain of lucky events and persistence, I see as an almost seamlessly executed rebranding of an individual. And whilst I'm not the first to be talking about his story and achievements, I wanted to take a deeper dive into Tyler as a brand and as a person, and identify exactly how someone could have changed their entire reputation from most top Toxic to most loved, from a villain to a hero, all in the span of just two years. Let's wind the clocks back to early 2016. The streaming platform Twitch.tv was enjoying another year of growth in popularity, aided by Amazon's acquisition of the company in 2014. The platform reached a total of 2.2 million unique streamers that entire year. It was a platform that allowed anyone with a computer and a stable internet connection to stream themselves playing video games for random viewers to come and watch live. And what to some may sound like an incredibly niche community, the streaming industry was bustling with individuals who are working as full-time streamers and earning huge paychecks at the end of the month, thanks to advertisements, sponsorship deals, but mostly the donations of viewers tuning in to watch the stream. Yo, Mr. Beast has donated a thousand dollars, dude. The front page of the site would often present you with categories of different games to watch people stream. And one of the most popular games to stream at the time was the multiplayer online battle arena game, League of Legends, created by the company Riot Games. In this period of early 2016, a search of the username LOLTYLER1 would have presented you with the following streamer. 
Tyler One most likely had a viewership that didn't surpass 50 at any given time. This is a small sum when placed in comparison to other streamers on the platform who would have upwards of tens of thousands of viewers per stream. Tyler One, or Tyler Steinkamp as he is actually named, would stream himself playing the popular video game League of Legends in the dorm room of his university. His configuration mimicked that of most streamers on the platform. On one section of the screen, he would have his webcam recording his face and reactions. Welcome to the number one toxic stream in A. The other dominant part of the screen was attributed to the video game itself. To put it simply, League of Legends functioned as follows. Two teams of five players would be placed on the opposite ends of a map in their base. The objective of the game is to destroy the enemy's nexus, an object positioned in the bases of both teams. Each player on the team plays their own unique character, or champions as they are otherwise named, which are pre-selected before the game starts. And each champion has their own playstyle and often a position on the map that is best suited to their abilities. The average game in League of Legends is expected to last 35 minutes. The game also featured a ranking system allowing players to climb up the ranks and prove their skills amongst other players of a similar skill level. So why is any of that important? You see, Tyler One was an incredibly high-skilled player who was at the top of his game. He would often be matched alongside other highly skilled and popular players in the game, but these players didn't recognise Tyler for his ability, they recognised him for his behaviour. Tyler was well known for playing one particular character in the game named Draven. Whereas typically you were expected to play a selection of champions and maintain some versatility, Tyler would only play Draven. And if he didn't get to play Draven, or if he didn't like a particular player on his team, he would often intentionally run at the enemy team, giving them kills, gold and experience, all valuable assets that would place his opponents at a greater advantage of winning. If you were on Tyler's team during these matches, the game would be made considerably less enjoyable. Not to mention Tyler had a habit of insulting or demoralising his teammates that would often decrease the morale of the players on his team. A kid wanted to play like a bitch and do this shit right here. Fucking embarrassing. I'm going to fight this Nivea over and over and over and over again. Ajana was fucking toxic. Got a report. Riot Games had already banned several of Tyler's accounts on the game in the past, but this didn't stop him from creating new accounts and continuing to play. Needless to say, Tyler's brand was built on being someone toxic, and although highly skilled, if you did anything that he didn't like, your experience with him would likely be an unpleasant one. On camera, his appearance often remained unchanged. A partially clean-shaven head, always sporting a tank top, often wearing a pair of Logitech headphones. He wouldn't speak a whole lot on stream either, mostly focusing on the game, making occasional comments, and interacting with live viewers that would send messages which appeared in the chat room to the right of the stream. Yo, come watch League, man. Thanks for the follow, dude. Appreciate that sh Welcome to, to the number one toxic stream in A. World. That in A. And although Tyler had built somewhat of an inside reputation amongst other high-skilled players, he remained fairly in the dark. He was just one streamer and one player amongst millions in a heavily saturated market. Right about now, you would have already formed your first impressions of Tyler. And whilst his on-camera and in-game tough guy attitude piqued the interest of a small audience, his overall personality probably didn't strike you as anything special. He was just a 20-21 year old university student studying computer science who also played for his university's football team. He just so happened to have an obsession with an online video game that he would stream himself playing in between classes 
chances. It's hard to know exactly what Tyler thought at the time, but chances are he saw himself graduating in a few years, maybe starting a career relative to his degree, maybe taking a career in American football more seriously, but most likely just waiting to see what happens next. League of Legends and streaming were just one aspect of what seemed like a fairly ordinary life, but in March and April of 2016, a series of events would change Tyler One's future, career, life and brand forever. League of Legends was an incredibly popular video game by all means, with reportedly 100 million monthly active users in the year of 2016 alone. It's filled with its own personalities, celebrities and culture. League, as it's often shortened to, has had an immense influence over the growing esports industry, generating crowds of up to tens of thousands and millions more online to watch tournaments played by professional players. There was no shortage of content creators for the game, and one such creator went by the name of Disco Heat, a YouTube channel well known for a popular series titled League of Children, which featured toxic and aggressive League of Legends players that would stream themselves playing the game. You actually just gave me cancer. Unbeknownst to these streamers, Disco Heat would often take particularly egregious moments and highlights from their stream and upload it to his channel. These videos would be watched by others in the community that would laugh at or mock the featured individuals for their behaviour. On the 9th of March 2016, Disco Heat uploaded a new video to the series titled League of Children High Elo AFK. The video showcased a player with a partially clean-shaven head, a tank top and a pair of Logitech headphones over his head. What made this particular match interesting was the fact that Tyler One was playing with a well-known professional player in the game, Hai Du Lam, otherwise known as C9 Hai, C9 being the abbreviated form of the professional team he played for, Cloud9. This match was a particularly bad one for Tyler. He made numerous mistakes during the early parts of the game and these further aggravated him as he started getting angrier and angrier at his teammates. This was met with a retaliation from Hai, who messaged Tyler in the game saying, quote, Play the game, stop raging, thanks. To which Tyler responded with, quote, I'd bash you IRL, so stop typing. The heated exchange between the two continued until Tyler grew fed up with the game and typed in the chat to his team, quote, Dorm on fire, soz, and proceeded to remain stood still at his base in the game, leaving his teammates to continue playing a now 4 vs 5 match, making it considerably harder for his teammates to win. These actions were, of course, against the community guidelines, and would often result in players getting their accounts banned because of it. His team eventually surrendered the game, and the video concluded with Tyler One adding hi to his int list, a list that was stored on a notepad file on his computer containing the names of players he disliked in the game. Next to Hai's name, he wrote, quote, Trash Kid. This video received a large amount of attention at the time, and to date the video stands at over 1 million views. This newfound attention raised the community's awareness of Tyler One on a much greater scale than previously seen before. New viewers began to pour into the stream wanting to see Tyler's toxic personality for themselves. Tyler would gain an audience of mostly three different types of people. Those that thought it was funny to watch this angry guy rage at his teammates if things didn't go his way. Those that rallied behind Tyler as he represented somewhat of a rebellious side to the community. 
and those that disliked Tyler and hated the fact that someone was getting attention for being a toxic player and promoting a particular kind of behaviour that makes the game unenjoyable for others. These three types of audiences would often clash on his stream, occasionally donating money with a message that would appear on stream and be read out by an AI voice for Tyler to hear. Glad you're getting all these donations and follows man, D you're funny AF canal. You sir are hated because you don't let people walk all over you. The League community is a bunch of keyboard warriors. Here's to you goods. I just wanted to say that you're a cancerous degenerative leech who is only good for laughing at. It isn't hard to imagine that this sudden newly found audience and source of income placed Tyler in a peculiar position. The streaming industry was saturated, but this would have been a potential opening in the market for him to carve his own career from it. But whilst he had gained attention, much of it came for all the wrong reasons. It is at this point where I believe Tyler made his first attempt to change his reputation and brand in the community. In one particular highlight from his stream, Tyler announced over the underscore from the Matrix soundtrack that he would be reforming from now on, and consequently his behaviour was going to change. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to reform. A few days later, Tyler released a video to his YouTube channel titled Draven Hype Montage featuring the same speech about reforming he had made a few days ago, along with a montage of clips showcasing impressive gameplay on his part. This was seen as an iconic video of Tyler1, and to date it remains the most popular video on his channel with 6 million views. It was also an early indication of Tyler's ability to craft a narrative around his brand and create something meaningful from just one word, reformed. A word that he would continuously begin to associate with his brand and what he stood for. But Tyler's attempts at reforming were not long lived. The problem was that Tyler's temper and toxic behaviour whilst playing the game could not be subdued. And roughly a week after announcing he was reformed, after being demoted from one of the top ranks of the game, Tyler announces on stream that he is going back to being toxic. Not Riot Games gonna tell me how to play. None of these tribunal, please push for me to tell me how to play. I'm toxic. I'm Tyler One. I'm staying that way. Fuck you. Let's go. Sure, Tyler had gained a viewership of thousands in a relatively short period of time, but his brand, his reputation, what others saw in him, was an angry, toxic player that, whilst fun to watch, would make the game hard for anyone else that didn't see eye to eye with him. And whilst Tyler basked in his newfound infamy and controversial personality amongst the community, a looming enemy was growing in the background, one that threatened to end his fame as swift as it had come. Players like Tyler1 were a big problem for Riot Games. League of Legends relied on teammates working together. If a single one of those teammates decided to intentionally throw a game, it would make the experience for all other players considerably unpleasant. Riot's solution to these players would usually be banning their accounts, something that they had done to Tyler on numerous occasions. But now that Tyler was gaining a level of infamy, it was in many ways glorifying his toxic conduct and sending signals to other players in the community that despite Tyler's in-game actions, he could still be relatively successful. Not only this, but Tyler1 was spawning copycats of himself, players who would only pick Draven in their games, and if they didn't get what they wanted, they would intentionally give their enemy team an advantage. But the pressure on Riot Games to 
Sinister Act would grow significantly during that month of April 2016. Some of the biggest voices against Tyler's brand were professional players that were more established in the community than Tyler himself. One particular example in that month of April saw the professional player William Hartman, more commonly known as Meteos, who at the time played for the professional team Cloud9, criticise Tyler's behaviour while streaming. But like, I could care less what anyone says. Like, if you're a fan of Tyler One, then I don't want you to be my fan, straight up. You can shit talk to me all you want, it literally doesn't matter. He's not funny. Meteos' comments were later uploaded as a YouTube video and posted to the official League of Legends subreddit, a post that quickly grew to the front page of the subreddit. The majority of the comments on this post seemed to agree with Meteos' overall frustration. They saw Tyler as a problem, some even recounting stories on what it was like playing with Tyler1 himself or his copycats. Another popular voice against Tyler was Riot Games' very own employee, David Turley, otherwise known as Riot Freak a caster for professional League of Legends matches. During his own stream, he made the following comments about Tyler1. I'm sad that, like, someone that vile is making so much money off the game now. And his only marketable skill is being an asshole, like... Tyler's popularity, his infamy, the brand he had built for himself, it was a ticking time bomb. And the more others heard about him, the more the voices against Tyler1 grew. In that single month of April, Tyler1's YouTube channel reportedly hit 50,000 subscribers, and more impressively, his Twitch channel went from 5,700 followers to over 90,000. In two months, Tyler had gone from a university student who just so happened to play League of Legends to being brandished with the title of the most toxic player in North America, with a sudden influx of viewers on his stream as well as money. Fame and money, even on a small scale, have the potential to blind a person from the truth. And whilst it's unclear how much Tyler earned from his streams during those two months, it isn't far-fetched to assume that it was a figure in the thousands. He was enjoying a new potential path in his life, a career as a streamer, playing a game that he was obsessed with. And despite Tyler's initial attempts at claiming he was reformed, his reputation had already been set in stone amongst the community. Simply claiming that he was reformed wouldn't be enough to redeem the actions of a player that had consistently shown himself to be a toxic individual. Disco Heat's video had spawned a villain in the community. And whilst for some it was fun to be the fan of a villain, to Riot Games, it was an issue. Until finally, Riot Games took action, and the ticking time bomb that was Tyler's brand was about to face its biggest blow. On the 30th of April 2016, Riot Games employee Riot Socrates made a post to the official League of Legends forum board titled The Indefinite Banning of Tyler1. It reads, quote, Hey all, instant feedback catches the most unsportsmanlike players in League, but some go out of their way to continue ruining games for the community. Because of a well-documented history of account bans for verbal abuse, intentional feeding, as well as account sharing slash purchasing, invasion of sportsmanship systems, and player harassment, we will not allow Tyler1 to hold a League of Legends account indefinitely. Any account definitively used by him will be banned immediately upon identification. We know we're not perfect and this dragged on too long, but we want you to know when a rare player comes along who's a genuine jerk, we've still got your back. This type of punishment from Riot Games was incredibly rare to see. Whereas a ban on an individual's account meant that they could simply create another, 
This, on the other hand, was known as an indefinite ban, sometimes referred to as an ID ban. It meant that any evidence of an account being owned by the punished individual would be met with a ban, even if that account had not broken the community guidelines of the game. It was Riot Games essentially exiling someone from their game. The news of Tyler's indefinite ban was posted to the League of Legends subreddit, garnering so much attention that it appeared on the r slash all pages of Reddit, where some of the top posts from the entire site are featured. This meant that news of his ban had gone beyond the scope of the League community and could now be seen through the eyes of strangers that had no affiliation with the game or Tyler1. During the time of this post, Tyler1 was live streaming himself playing a game of League of Legends with a viewership count to the tune of thousands and potentially tens of thousands. Unaware of what was happening, he continued playing the game, until after it was finished, he was left to discover that the account he was just playing on had been banned. But suddenly, another wave of realisation hit as Tyler discovered the news about his indefinite ban live in front of his viewers. Boys, do you know what this means? You boys know what this means right here? The ban meant that he could no longer stream the game that had made him popular in the first place. It wasn't just a ban on him playing League, it was intended to be a ban on his brand entirely. I'm gonna miss you guys. I'm gonna miss you guys, I am. It's been fun. I've had a fun, uh, you know, a fun time streaming with you boys. I have. It's been fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a, I've let you guys down. His answers to questions posed to him by his donators indicated that this could well and truly be the end of Tyler 1. It would have been rather uncharacteristic for Tyler to have given up. He had received a taste of fame and a potentially huge source of income, which although built on the wrong foundations, there may have still been hope for him. The Streisand effect is a social phenomenon that occurs when an attempt to hide, remove or censor information has the unintended consequence of further publicising that information, or in this case, Tyler won. Thanks to Riot's ban, there were new eyes on Tyler. People were waiting to watch his next actions. On the 2nd of May 2016, a few days after his indefinite ban, Tyler posted a video to his YouTube channel entitled Vlog About What Happened and Future Plans. I was banned from League of Legends permanently, forever. No coming back. Uh, you know. How do I feel about that? Meh. I saw it coming, dude. I saw it coming. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I saw it coming. If, if you guys knew everything I did, <laughs> mm. they were... They were nice to me on that uh, post, let me tell you. Tyler acknowledged the fairness of his ban, something that his cynics perhaps were not expecting. But Tyler had bigger plans for himself and his reputation. To create a real brand for himself, Tyler needed to be known for something other than his toxic behaviour in League. He needed to highlight a different aspect of himself, one that could eclipse the negative associations of his current brand. Not only that, but Tyler would have to change the narrative surrounding himself and his reputation. Right now, he was seen as the most toxic player in North America, with a huge amount of controversy surrounding his name in the League community. But there was one common sentiment often accredited to Tyler, his ability to entertain. Disco Heat had produced other videos on toxic players in the past, but Tyler had received an audience unlike any of his predecessors. The reasoning for this was likely due to his ability to keep viewers entertained by his tough guy attitude and overly 
overly confident antics, Tyler needed to create a redemption arc for his brand. The toxic player that changed his ways and became known for something much bigger than just being a League of Legends player. His initial attempts at claiming he was reformed whilst being caught on by his fans at the time was not enough to let the message stick. He needed to embark on a journey to prove that his brand was much more than what people had initially assumed. And so, after Tyler's announcement that he would continue to stream, he began to carve for himself a bigger name in the streaming community. It was unlikely that anyone could have predicted just how big Tyler would get in the upcoming months. Tyler began by playing different games, showcasing his personality by placing himself in different virtual scenarios, all while streaming it to a viewership that remained in a thousand. A viewership that was filled with both new and old faces. He streamed himself playing a range of different games from different genres. The game Outlast saw Tyler explore a haunted mental asylum with his viewers. I'm not scared, I don't get scared, I love scary movies, I watch games all the time. Dark. With his share of scary Doors moments open. and Tyler's commentary that ran throughout his playthrough, Outlast became a fan favourite for Tyler to stream at the time, but his versatility didn't stop there. Viewers watched as Tyler played games like Club Penguin, a children's game in which shortly after beginning the playthrough he began to criticise and was eventually banned from the game due to his use of profanity, much to the amusement of his viewers. While streaming himself playing other games, Tyler was also granted permission by Twitch to coach some of his viewers whilst they played his favourite character Draven in League. I'ma teach you guys, my true fans, how to play Draven. These streams would consist of Tyler spectating a viewer live as they played League whilst providing commentary either criticising or praising their gameplay. Streaming has its own unique advantage when it comes to creating a personal brand, especially in the case of Tyler1. When a viewer is exposed to hours and hours of content from a single individual, it becomes easier to grow fond of that person. To those that watched Tyler throughout his streams, of which the highlights were posted to his YouTube channel, the more his audience became attached to Tyler's personality. Bald guys stop. I had to. Boys, I had to. As Tyler continued to open up to his audience on stream, all whilst attending university, his audience grew rapidly. In early May, Tyler had reportedly reached a following of 100,000 on both Twitch and YouTube. Later that month, he revealed to his viewers live on stream his new website, featuring various merchandise with notable references to inside jokes his audience would recognise. But Tyler's journey, and what truly made him the popular figure that he is today, was only at the brink of its beginning. impossible to hold an egg in your palm and break it it's impossible you can't do it nobody in the world can do it you believe that during the summer break of 2016 Tyler began displaying his talent to not only entertain, but also his ability to creatively change up the content of his stream. These streams would vary from him cooking various meals to a somewhat questionable degree of quality. That doesn't look very good, guys. <laughs> to him singing songs that would otherwise juxtapose his tough guy temperament. Usually hanging out with Peter Pan. Tyler would further reveal more size to himself as the streams continued. Hey, everybody. Eric, say hi. And as his popularity rose in the streaming community, so 
so too did his income. In early August 2016, Tyler officially announced on his stream that he withdrew from university and would now be embarking on a new future as a full-time streamer. He had successfully found his place in the saturated market of streaming, allowing him to earn what could only be assumed to be a sizable income from his donators and merchandise. Whether he was in his kitchen cooking or his backyard grilling, Tyler continued to do things for his stream that were beyond what viewers expected. We just hit 300,000 followers on Twitch and we are about to hit 300,000 subs on YouTube. Guys, there, there is very little things in this world I like more than, than entertaining you guys, the, the chat, the viewers. He consistently proved day in and day out that what he should be known for was not his toxicity from the past, but as a personality and an entertainer. Viewers watched him create a bonfire whilst he complained about his constant habit of stuttering, something that had become an ongoing joke in his streams. I can't tell a story, boys. I'll stutter. I stutter too much. I, I can't talk. No! Stop stuttering. You've, you've done good so far to just stop it. What? What, boys? Hey! Other ongoing jokes from his stream included his favourite McDonald's meal combination of two McChickens and two apple pies, often dubbed by his fans as the Tyler One Special. Hey, how's it going? Uh, can I get the Tyler One Special, please? I'm sorry? His height was another ongoing joke. Tyler would often claim himself to be 6'5", whilst his fans stated that he was in fact 5'6", of which the latter was proven to be true, but Tyler never ceased to continue the joke. Yeah, hey, uh, Tyler One, you're 5'6". Oh, I am? What's this say? Huh? He had a talent for turning many aspects of himself, things that he loved, and moments in his career into memorable characteristics of his brand, including words like reformed or phrases like he he xd, a phrase that Tyler would commonly use during his toxic days in League that quickly stuck with fans. During this period, Tyler befriended one of his fans, Dimitri Antonatos, more commonly known on the stream as Greek God X, or simply Greek in reference to his username on the Twitch platform. The two of them had chemistry with each other that seemed unrivaled by any other streamer on the platform at the time. And as they streamed together, often using software like Discord or Skype to communicate, Tyler would be frequently at the forefront of attention, with Greek's voice heard in the background as the pair either played games together or participated in improvised sketches with each other. These streams are still great considered to be some of Tyler's best at the time. Ask how old my sister is. <laughs> how old is sister, dude? 87. <laughs> Ask how old my brother is. No. 12. No, no. I have a messed up family. <laughs> Viewers witnessed Tyler carve pumpkins for Halloween, discuss his relationships on stream with both the ups and downs that came with them. Me and Bailey have a date next Saturday. They saw him react as his mother texted him to say that she had made it through an important operation. My mom texted me. My mom texted me. She said I made it, smiley face. They saw him cook lasagna, dress up as other internet personalities, paint whilst dressed up as the TV personality Bob Ross. They saw him struggle to give a house tour on stream. They saw him compete with his brother to create a gingerbread house. They saw him dress up as Santa for Christmas, doing a clown show, painting eggs for Easter. These moments proved to everyone in his continuously growing fanbase that he had changed. Tyler had irrefutably grown his personality, brand, and reputation into something far greater than just the most toxic player in North America. By most accounts, he had changed the narrative surrounding who he was. People recognised him for his entertainment. His audience watched to see Tyler, not the games that he played. But in order for Tyler's redemption arc to complete, there was one stain on his brand and his story that needed repairing. His relationship with Riot Games.
Whilst Tyler continued streaming, his reputation amongst the league community was changing. As opposed to being the toxic player that deserved his indefinite ban, the community was starting to see him as someone who was changing his ways, and Tyler did his best to prove that they were right. Whilst off stream, Tyler would continue to play League of Legends, and before Riot would eventually discover and ban the accounts he played on, he would attempt to keep his composure and stay reformed, which meant even if things were not going his way, he would refrain from intentionally throwing games. In fact, during the months of May to early July 2017, Tyler took a break from streaming and played League of Legends for what he claims to be 15 to 20 hours per day. Tyler would often share stories on his stream of how his behavior has changed, furthering the idea that Tyler was indeed reformed. I lost two master promos. I did not say a single word in chat. God, that's fucking reform. And as this narrative continued to grow, a movement in the community began to grow alongside it. In official broadcasts by Riot Games for professional tournament matches that were streamed to Twitch, viewers would often flood the chat with chants of free Tyler 1. Bear in mind that these broadcasts were nothing small. They would garner hundreds of thousands of live viewers each stream. Even more notable were free Tyler 1 signs spotted during the broadcasts. The community began calling for Tyler's unbanning, stating that he had changed his ways and deserved to be brought back. And as long as we have Andy, I'm pretty sure. In many ways, despite his indefinite banning, Tyler had been contributing greatly to the League of Legends community, whether through his coaching streams or his constant references to the game and its community on stream. But despite all of this, Riot remained fairly cold to the idea of Tyler's return. The situation was so bad that Riot Games resorted to banning free Tyler 1 signs at their events, as well as banning viewers from typing free Tyler 1 in professional broadcasts. The narrative had changed. Tyler, who had once been the villain of this story and community, was now seen as the hero. Riot Games, on the other hand, were the evil conglomerate holding him back. But Tyler's biggest contribution to the League community would come during the latter half of 2017, a contribution that was impossible for Riot to ignore much longer. During the months of August, September, October and November of 2017, Tyler had decided to create, organize, and host his very own online League of Legends tournament titled Tyler 1 Championship Series, abbreviated to simply TCS. Still being banned from the game, he couldn't play in the tournament himself, but some of the participants included well-known players from the community that were either personalities themselves or professionals playing in esports teams. TCS even had a total prize pool of $10,000 from Tyler's own pocket and the tournament culminated in a grand final between two teams. This best of five match took place on Tyler 1's stream for viewers to tune into. For those who hadn't seen Tyler's progression up to this point, the event would have truly been something to behold. Tyler was once more doing something that people didn't usually expect from streamers on the platform. The stream wasn't anything special when it came to production value. It featured Tyler in a shirt with cut off sleeves, green screen effects and awkward transitions between scenes. And yet all of these things made it all the more enjoyable. The only sponsor for the tournament was Tyler1 himself, that was all. And yet this stream single-handedly peaked at over 200,000 live viewers, a number that not even some professional League of Legends broadcasts could match. Needless to say, Tyler's tournament was well received by his fans and the League community. It instantly became the biggest amateur League tournament to exist and the hype that surrounded Tyler1 had reached to new heights. He had created a noise that Riot Games could no longer ignore. But during these months, Riot was facing PR issues of their own. On October the 1st, around the same time TCS was taking place, a Reddit user made a post to the official League of Legends subreddit that quickly climbed to the front page. 
The post linked screenshots of messages made by Riot employee Aaron Rutledge, otherwise known as Riot Sanjuro, on the official League of Legends Discord server. In response to a member of the server making a joke about there being no point in attending professional league events if they couldn't make a free Tyler 1 sign, Rutledge mockingly replies, quote, free Tyler 1 to make 100k plus a year for being a dick in a game he didn't make. He then continued to comment on Tyler 1, stating, quote, he looks like a damn homunculus, and, quote, honestly, it's fine, he'll die from a coke overdose or testicular cancer from all the steroids. He further went on to reveal in these messages that he personally had to ban several of Tyler 1's accounts, emphasising that his anger towards Tyler was somewhat personal. What had been comments most likely intended to remain in that Discord server, Rutledge had failed to truly understand just how many fans Tyler had built over the course of his ban, and just how many of them wanted to see him come back to the game. And just like that, Rutledge had given them their smoking gun. The original post made to Reddit received so much attention that it was displayed on the front page of Reddit, meaning even those with no interest in the game or Tyler One were able to see the post and Rutledge's comments. Within hours of this post coming to light, it immediately became clear to the League community that Rutledge's actions were going to be met with serious repercussions and may end up being a historic moment for both Riot Games and Tyler One. Another employee from Riot Games commented on the post stating, quote, to be very clear here, what was said is not okay, and we take it extremely seriously. I'd like to apologise on behalf of Riot to both Tyler One and the community for this. We will be taking action internally to address this. Tyler responded swiftly to the growing drama on Twitter, stating, quote, It really sucks that some people still hold a massive grudge versus old T1 and refuse to acknowledge I've changed. With that being said, I have no hard feelings towards the guy. Shit happens. With this move, Tyler had cleverly turned the ties of the narrative between himself and Riot. Now, it was Riot Games who were the toxic individuals, whilst Tyler was the forgiving victim in this incident. The very next day, Aaron Rutledge made a post to his Facebook wall stating, quote, Heads up to my friends and family, I no longer work at Riot Games. Please call or text me for more details. Both Tyler's successful tournament and the Rutledge drama rallied a new level of popularity for Tyler One amongst the League community, as calls to unban him grew stronger. Tyler One's brand was established. He had shown himself to be a big part of the League community, and now the cards were on Riot's side. It was their time to act. And for a while, it seemed like Riot would continue to ignore Tyler, leaving his redemption arc incomplete. Tyler himself took a break after the grand finale of TCS, leaving people unsure of what was to come until finally, it happened. On the 4th of January, 2018, Tyler posted the following on his Twitter account, quote, after 613 days of intense rehab, I am finally unbanned from League of Legends, followed by an announcement that he will start streaming again the following Monday. On January of 2018, Tyler returned to Twitch and League of Legends, donning what was intended to be the costume of his favourite champion in the game, Draven. Old and new fans alike eagerly awaited his return after news of his unbanning and watched as Tyler was finally able to play League on stream. And it's f***ing true, after 613 days, I can finally 
finally play League of Legends without getting my account banned. Now, even more impressive was Tyler's view account. His stream peaked at 386,000 live viewers, which at the time was a record for any streamer on the Twitch platform. Tyler had done something indisputably impressive with his reputation and ultimately his brand. And as his streams continued throughout the year, despite focusing on League of Legends, he would occasionally vary things up with his usual entertaining skits, costumes, and overall antics. Are we good? Are we live? Are we here in person? I think we're no lag. Eric, run across the screen. Tyler became one of the most viewed league streamers instantly, and the community had mostly welcomed him back with open arms. And so did Riot Games, it seemed, as they turned Tyler into something even more than just a streamer for the game. In the latter half of that year, Riot Games would invite Tyler on stage at one of their biggest events of the year. Tyler one's not really that much of a personality though. I respect you. He's a nobody. As a person. Someone that vile. As a gamer, as a streamer. And his only marketable skill is being an asshole. And I want to welcome Tyler One to the desk. Hey, he's gonna help us break down this best of five. I was on Not only was Tyler showcased on that broadcast, but he played a game alongside other personalities and players live on stage to hundreds of thousands of viewers. Hello, I'm sitting here live. You guys just beat Europe. How do you feel? From a player that had once been seen as a negative influence over their game, a player who had been brandished with the title most toxic player in North America, a player that had received a rare punishment by the company, to someone that would now be considered by others in the community as the face of League of Legends. Tyler had done it. He had successfully rebranded himself. Through changing the narrative surrounding his image, through creating memorable moments for his viewers, through his undeniable will to create entertaining streams, his reputation, what people remembered about him, their experience of him, it had changed. And when I recall the story of Tyler One, from my teenage years of playing League of Legends myself, and first hearing about him on Reddit, to watching him get banned, to seeing him change an entire community and platform's perception of him, I can't help but see the growth in who he was and what his brand became. From a student in his university dorm occasionally streaming a game to his viewership of perhaps 50 or so people, to an entertainer on a stage filled with thousands and millions more watching from home, I can't help but think I witnessed someone execute a rebranding of himself almost perfectly. And even as Tyler's story continues to this day, his prior history was the first lesson I had received in understanding that a brand isn't about the subscribers, the followers, or the amount of attention on you at any given time. It's their experience of you what they remember the most about you. But even so, I always wonder, even to this day, if Tyler hadn't first been the most toxic player in North America, would any of this have ever happened? Would I even be here making this video? Hello my friends and before you click off the video just yet, I do want to take the time to say thank you so 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 much for watching to the end. This project has been the biggest I've ever done as you can probably imagine if you've been tuning into the channel so if you enjoyed it do give it a like, it really does mean a lot and if you're new to the channel, welcome. My name is James Janney and I like to create documentary style videos on business, money and life in general. So if that sounds like something you're interested in, do hit the subscribe button, do hit the notification bell because man, 
I've got so many amazing ideas planned and so much awesome content on the way that I cannot wait for you all to see it. I know this video was a little bit different to the other bits of content on my channel, so comment down below your thoughts and I'll try and respond to it. And if not, I will definitely read it. For those of you that, well, most of you that don't know, the channel has been growing at an incredible rate. I mean, the last video I posted, we were at 200 and something subscribers and now we've hit over 200,000. It's just, it's crazy. I've also set up a Patreon account. Don't roll your eyes. <laughs> Essentially, I love making these videos for you all, but the algorithm can be a bit tricky and you never know I can spend weeks on a video and it suddenly gets demonetized and I'd love to make this and continue to keep this as my full-time job so if you'd like to financially support the channel the patreon page is probably the best way to do so to do check it out and if you guys want some more behind the scenes updates and teasers and all of that lovely stuff do feel free to follow me on instagram and twitter that's normally the best place to reach me there is no team i promise you all this is just me that's been researching scripting writing editing all of it and you guys have made it all the more worth it to me thank you so much for the support as I've already said, I'm excited for all of the stuff that is going to be on the way. Matt, you have, ah, you guys have no idea. So again, guys, until the next video, I wish you all the best. Hand to head. Salute. Too many days is yet to come. As opposed to being the toxic player that deserved his indefinite ban, the community... <laughs> Followed by an announcement that he will start streaming. Followed by an announcement that he will start. The narrative had changed. The narrative had changed. The narrative had changed. He looks like a damn homunculus. <laughs> In hell. Okay. End of chapter six.